Before podcasting, before the internet, before television, there was radio. The Astounding Outpost presents Classic Radio Pulp. Our next program was transcribed from an earlier broadcast on Mutual. Once again, Mutual Don Lee brings you the thrilling adventures of the Shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. You know, friends, there is no better buy than a United States government savings bond. Consider its advantages. It is the safest investment in the world. It will never be worth less than you pay for it, and it grows in value with each year, paying you back at maturity $4 for every $3 invested. Not only that, if an emergency arises, your bond is easy to redeem. You get back what you pay for it, plus any interest that has accrued. So here you have the prize investment in the world, the safest investment with the best return. Remember, you can buy U.S. savings bonds through the regular payroll savings plan at any bank or post office. Buy U.S. savings bonds and hold them. But now, the shadow. The shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Bride Wore Black. Cranston speaking. Mr. Cranston, I have a long-distance call for you. Go ahead, please. Hello, Lamont. This is Phillips. You remember me? Phillips. Yes, of course. This is a surprise. Lamont, I'm at my family home. You, you've got to save me. I'm, I'm losing my mind. Wait a minute, old man. Calm down. What is this? I know about your work, Lamont. People you saved. There's something horrible happening here. You, you've got to get me out of here. Hurry before it's too late. Where is your home, Phillips? Well, it's... It's... Phillips! Can you hear me? No. Not that again. Keep away from me. Phillips, answer me. Hello. I can't stand anymore. Keep away from me. Lamont, come quickly. Get me out of here. Lamont, this can't be the right road. Nothing but mud and swamp water. We'll never get through tonight. This is the road the villagers told us led to the old Phillips mansion, and I checked with the college. Oh, that's right. You were in college together with Phillips, weren't you? Roommates for two semesters. Oh, he's a heck of a swell guy. One of the smartest in school and most popular. Yes, I remember reading something in the society column when he got married. Uh, he always was a very old southern family. Uh -huh. Planned on restoring the old family home down here for his bride. 
What is people like, darling? Well, funny. Now you mention it, well, I really don't know. Hmm? His parents are dead, but aside from that, I don't ever remember his mentioning his family at all. Well, I... Come on, watch it! Ooh. Well, this is the end of the road. So I see. Well, I guess I was still back in school. Yeah. Look ahead there in the car lights. What are those white stone slabs? Looks like we've taken the road leading to the family burial grounds. Oh. Well, that's a lovely entrance, darling. Yes, isn't it? Well, at least it proves we must be somewhere near the house. Oh. Oh, it's no use, darling. We're hopelessly stuck. You mean we have to wade through that stuff? There's no other way. Oh, wait, I'll turn off the car lights. You take the flashlight. Well, I'll get the luggage. Okay. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I'm sunk in mud nearly up to my knees. Well, hang on to me. Let's I... get out of this hole. Oh. The house must be up ahead beyond this graveyard. Mm, I guess so. Lamont. Hmm? Lamont, there's something alive squirming down here. It's a swamp rat. Oh. Uh, that kick did it. It's swimming away. Ooh. All right, come on. Sorry, I'm frightened. Walking over these graves. Oh, hold the flashlight steady. Yeah, but... What's that? I don't know. Raise the flashlight. Lamont, it's a huge man. And he's wading toward us. There's blood on his face and body. Oh. Go. Run away quick. What's the matter with him? Go. Go, the swamp devil will get you. Lamont! Lamont, he's got me! Oh, no. Are you all right? Yes. Yes, I'm all right. Look, but... darling, he's fallen. Face down in the swamp. Oh, Lamont, it's so horrible. His body's all cut and bleeding. He's dead, darling. Look. Look, the water's alive with squirming, swimming little animals. Rats. Swamp rats. Oh. Now hurry back to the car. Can't I'm bogged down in the mud. Grab onto me, darling. They're after us, Lamont. They're after us. Wait. Oh, look. They're swimming away. Those dogs barking. That scared them away, I guess. If someone's coming, I can see a beam of a flashlight through the trees. Well, thank goodness you came. What are you doing on this property? I'm Lamont Cranston. This is Miss Lane. We're trying to reach the Phillips mansion. Have you seen a big manservant out here? Yes, we have. Shine your flashlight down there. Jeeves, he did. Is that why you had the dogs? You were looking for him. Poor Jeeves. The swamp rats got him. Your servant? The last of the Phillips' old servants. Grandson of slave. Something happened tonight. He ran away. Something happened? One is wise not to ask questions in this land of death and decay. I advise you both to leave now while you're still strong and well. Well, I'm afraid that's impossible. Our car's stuck in the mud. Are you staying at the Phillips' mansion? Yes, I'm Dr. Sharp. I've been the family's physician for many, many years. I know what I'm saying. Please leave here at once. Do you have any means of getting us out, Dr. Sharp? No, I, I guess you'll have to stay. We'll put you up overnight. Come with me. I'll show you upstairs to your room. Oh, it's a tremendous old place, isn't it? It must have been beautiful in its day. Nothing stays beautiful here, Miss Lane. The swamp land is master. Here are your candles. Last night's storm put out the lighting system. Well, I'd, I'd like to see my friend Phillips before we retire for the night. I'm afraid that's impossible. I've given him drugs. He's a very sick man. He'll sleep until morning. Well, what about his wife, then? 
His wife. Haven't you heard? I know. I, I haven't seen Philip since we were both in school. Young Philip's bride died shortly after they arrived. Died? What happened to her? Nobody knows. Like every living thing here, she just wasted away. Sounds as though we're due for another electrical storm tonight. Uh, if I can use the telephone, I'll call the village and get someone to pull my car out in the morning. The phone's down the hall in that little side room. But first, I'll show you to your rooms. I'd like to retire. Oh, very well. Come on, darling. As soon as you've made your call, I advise you to stay in your rooms. Things happen here at night that it's better you don't see. Come, Dr. Sharp, you don't mean ghosts. I'm a scientific man, Mr. Cranston, and not easily taken in. I've seen a figure roam in these halls at night. A woman in a bridal gown and veil. Not in white, but in black. Are you saying that that's Philip's dead wife? That I don't know. She wears a heavy black veil over her face. Somebody's tricking you, Doctor. There's no one living in this mansion but Phillips and me. Now that Jeffus is gone. Well, don't tell me you haven't tried to catch this ghost. Yes, I have. It's impossible, you see. I've come really quite close to her. But she always disappears. Here, these are your rooms. Oh. This is yours, Miss Lane. Thank you, Dr. Sharp. Mr. Sharp. Cranston, this is next door. Thank you, Doctor. Would you like to telephone now? I'll go down with you. Uh, no, Dr. Sharp. I believe I'll wait until morning. I didn't mean to frighten you. But don't leave these rooms. Perhaps by morning, Phillips will be well enough to see you. I'm well enough now, Dr. Sharp. Phillips! Lamont, Lamont, you've come. Phillips, it is you. Take me away. Get me out of this house. Come back with me, Phillips. You're sick. Come to your room. No, let me go. Lamont, take me away before it's too late. Phillips, take me... I've given him sedatives. He doesn't realize what he's saying. Lamont, you must save me. You... You must. Here, let me help you get him to his room. I'm in charge here, Mr. Cranston. Please don't forget that. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Sharp, but this man is ill. You shouldn't have come here. You both must leave at dawn. Remember my warning. If you value your sanity, don't leave these rooms tonight. Lamont, darling, are you asleep? Oh, no, darling. I haven't even tried. Come on in. But where have you been? I've been fretting. I went to your room just a little while ago and you were gone. I went downstairs to the telephone after Dr. Sharp and Philip slept. But you said you'd wait till morning. I wanted to throw Dr. Sharp off guard. Oh. Found something interesting, Margot. I found the telephone, all right. Torn out from the wall. But you said Phillips called you from here. That's why the phone went dead. You know, there is something evil in this house. I w Listen. Yes. I, I thought I heard it before when you were downstairs, but I... What's in the hall? It's coming close. Come on, please don't open that door. Come here, Margot, quickly. But... It's so dark in the hall, I, I can't see a thing. Oh! There, in the flash of lightning, the figure of a girl. Yes, I saw it, too. She's dressed in black. Stand back. She's passing the door. She has a black veil over her face. It is the ghost bride. Dr. Sharp was right. We'll soon find out, Margot. Come on. I want to follow her and see where she goes. I can't see her anymore. And the music's faded now. There, on that lightning flash. She's at the end of the hall. Hurry, Margot, run. Yes, but where is she? I can't see her. She's disappeared. There's no one here. Lamont, what's happening to us? 
Is this place driving us out of our minds? No, Margot, there was a bride wearing black. Look, I have proof. What is it? Something she dropped on the floor. Look here. Lamont, it's a bride's bouquet. Yes, a bride's bouquet, Margot, of decayed dead flowers. <laughs> Friends, have you ever thought about the day when you will own your own home or start your own business? Have you given thought to how best to provide a college education for your children? There's one easy answer. That's to buy U.S. savings bonds. These are the same bonds you bought during the war. The only difference is in their name. Instead of war bonds, the Treasury Department calls them U.S. savings bonds. They pay the same rate of interest you receive $4 at maturity for every $3 invested today. And in case of emergency, U.S. savings bonds can be readily and easily redeemed. U.S. savings bonds, like war bonds, can be bought on the payroll savings plan or at any bank or post office. They are the same bonds you prize so much because of their high rate of return, their easy conversion to cash if needed, and their guaranteed safety. Yes, the best investment in the world today, the best investment for your own future, is U.S. savings bonds. Buy them and hold them. And now, back to the shadow. Forced to spend the night in a decaying old southern mansion belonging to a friend, Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane follow the mysterious figure of the ghost bride who wears black to have her disappear in a blinding flash of lightning. Yes, Margot. A bouquet of decayed dead flowers. It does prove this. Well, our bride is no ghost. Well, then who could she be, Lamont? I don't know yet, darling, but I know someone who does. And I'm going to make him tell the shadow now. <laughs> there is no sleep, no rest for you, Dr. Sharp, in this house filled with fear. Who's that? Who's in this room? The voice of the shadow speaks to you over the storm. Ghost? <laughs> it can't be a ghost. No more a ghost than the bride who roams this house clothed in black. You've seen the bride? Who is she, Doctor? Who is this woman dressed in black? I don't know. I won't tell you. She's a ghost. Let her alone. Here is proof she is no ghost, Doctor. What's that? Something dropped onto the floor. A bridal bouquet, Dr. Sharp. It's hers. Young Philip's dead wife. You lie. No, it's the truth. She brought it here with her after the wedding. Kept it until she died. You attended her during her illness? I did all I could for her. I sat with her until the last breath, when the sun's last rays fell across her bed. In the new room she'd learned to love so well. The sun's last rays. The new room she'd learn to love. What do you see? Thank you, Dr. Sharp. Now the shadow knows where to find the bride in black. <laughs> Margot. Oh, good. What did 
the shadow find out? The location of the room where Philip's wife died or was supposed to have died. Dr. Sharp tell you? Without meaning to. Come down the hall with me quickly. The last rays of the sun. That proves the room is in this wing facing the west. The new room she'd learned to love must be the one room I noticed they'd restored. I saw the new woodwork and windows as we came up over the hill tonight. Well, then it's down at the end of this hall here where the bride in black disappeared. Yes. Listen. Yes, and look, Lamont. There's a light coming from under that door. You see it there? It's flickering like candlelight. Come on, darling. What's the nursery? It's this newly decorated and it's shining clean. There's no one here. Well, there are children's toys all over the floor. Just look at these blocks. You put oh. down my toy blocks. Lamont. That man in the doorway. You come to steal my playthings. You come to take them away. Let me have the blocks, Margot. Be careful, Lamont. That man is a giant. My mother, Miss Betsy. Say your bad people come to this house. Miss Betsy, your mother? Lamont, he's got a knife in his hand. Now I come to kill you. Please, please, let's get out of here. I don't go. I'll kill you with my plain knife. Lamont, he's raising the knife. Put that knife down. Put it down. Get out of here, Margot. Lamont, Lamont. Oh, darling. Darling, what happened? He he took my knife. Must have slipped somehow. Drove the knife into his own body. So big and awkward. Poor devil. He had the mind of a little child. He said his mother, Miss Betsy, told him we were here. Miss Betsy. Lamont, do you think this man with the knife could have killed the servant, Javis? I don't know, darling. I just remembered something. Something out of the past. Wait a minute. There's a door leading from this nursery into another room. The new room. Most westerly of all. Yes, and the music is coming from in there. Let's try the door. Oh, golly, that gust of wind blew the candle out. There, in the lightning. Come on, it's a coffin. It's a coffin with a body in it. And it's sitting up. What do you want in here? Hand me the candle, Margot. I have a match. Go away. I'm sleepy. Here you are. It's the bride dressed in black. She's raising the veil. Oh, Lamont, that's the face of an old, old woman. She couldn't be Philip's bride. No. Wait, I'm going to try something. Miss Betsy. Miss Betsy, is that your name? Yes. Miss Betsy, they always call me, even after I'm married. Why do you wear black and sleep in a coffin, Miss Betsy? In mourning for my husband. He killed himself. And our poor child was born. Was that horrible creature her son? Are you Miss Betsy, Philip's older sister? You wrote to him at school. I remember a letter now. I heard your name. Oh, wait. Let me sleep in my coffin here. They're all cursed. We shall die. Miss Betsy, have you ever seen this bouquet? It's mine. It's mine. He gave it to me before she died. Who did? He gave it to me. The pretty one who was married. He was going to have a baby. <laughs> but she never did. She died. A baby? She never had the baby. She died first. Now, we're all going to die. Who are you afraid of? Tell me, Miss Betsy. I can save your life. Yes. 
Yes, I'll tell you. But who? Miss Betsy, tell. He is a mad, fiendish devil. Much madder than I. I'll tell you his name. Ah! Come on, I've gone blind. There's something wrong with my eyes. That bolt of lightning struck the coffin. Take it easy. Take your hands from your eyes. Oh. I guess I... I guess so. It's better now. No, Margot, keep away from that coffin. Come on. Oh, Miss Betsy. I didn't want you to see. Look. Look on the floor beside the coffin. That's the harmonica. Yes, I believe it is, Margot. Let me see. Darling, look. Look at this. Oh, for goodness sake, that's a wire attached to the coffin. It's leading out to that window over there. Yes. Leads up the side of the house. That bolt of lightning was no accident. You mean this woman was murdered? By a wire from a lightning rod grounded on this metal coffin here. There's a killer in this house, Margot, trying to wipe out this whole tragic family. And you think that your friend Philip might be next? Yes. Come quickly, Margot. He's the only member of this family who's still alive. This is his room, Margot. Well, Philip is still safe. He's asleep on the bed. Phillips. Phillips, wake up. It's Cranston. Phillips. I don't think he's sleeping, Lamont. He's been drugged. Phillips, can you hear me? Oh, Lamont, let him stay here. Don't just stand there wasting time. He'll sleep for hours, but come on. Dr. Sharp is a man. There's no answer. There's a light under Dr. Sharp's door. The room's empty. Look, the window's open. Yes, he's gotten away. Come on. Come and get me. Come on, see if you can. Where's that voice coming from? Look, down there, Margot. Yes. Yes, there's a man running toward the swamp, but Dr. Sharp Lamont and he's escaped. Come on, we've got to stop him. Oh, we'll never find him in that horrible swamp. I know a way. What are you doing? Taking Dr. Sharp's coat. We'll let the dogs lead us to him. They'll follow his scent. I'm sorry, darling. I, I just can't walk any faster in this deep mud. You've got to come along, darling. I can't leave you here now. Bring the dogs. There he is, just ahead. I saw him running just then. What's the matter with the dogs, Lamont? They're running around in circles. They seem to be puzzled. That they've lost the scent. There he is, across the clearing. Yes, I'm waiting. Come across and get me. Come on, Lamont, hurry. Wait, don't cross that muddy patch. Walk around. Lamont! Lamont, is this quicksand? I'm sinking in. Too late, darling. Pulling me down, too. I tricked you. Tricked both of you. Lamont, where are you? Margot, Margot, are you all right? I can't breathe, I'm on it. I'm going down, I can't breathe. One more to kill, then all will be gone. No one will know. Cranston and the girl knew too much. But I finished them. Yes, this, this is his room. Now to finish my work. White madness from this house. <laughs> you two are mad. As mad as they. Who's there? <laughs> the voice of the shadow tells the story of your no. guilt 
No voice can stop me. You killed the young bride when you knew there was to be a child. It would have gone mad, like all the rest. Yes, I killed her. And Javis, too, when he found out what I'd done. Now there's one left. And I kill him tonight. Your killings are over. Oh, no, you can't stop me. I'm too clever for that. I'll run away now, and I'll be back. Keep away from that window. Let go of me. You I... can't escape the shadow. No. Uh... Shadow can use brute force against madness, as well as great skill. You all right now, darling? Yes, Lamont, I am, but I was pretty scared until you pulled me through of that quicksand. And why did you let me think you were caught, too? Well, I wanted our killer to think so. To surprise him is the shadow just now. Oh, you've got him. Where is he? Just a moment. Is he all right now, Dr. Sharp? Dr. Sharp? Yes, Mr. Cranston. I gave him a hypodermic to make him sleep until the police get here. But, Lamont, that's your friend Phillips lying there. Right, Margot. He was our insane killer. But I thought Dr. Sharp was... I mean... I don't blame you, Miss Lane. I'm afraid I did behave pretty strangely tonight. It was partly my fault that all this happened. Well, I don't understand it. Well, you see, I'd been the Phillips family doctor for a great many years. I knew all about Miss Betsy and her strange, demented son. I realized that Phillips was upset about the strain of insanity in the family, but I had no idea how dangerous his condition was until a few months ago when he called me late one afternoon to say that he... he just killed his wife. She wasn't quite dead when I reached her, but I couldn't save her. How awful. Phillips made me swear that I would never reveal the murder. I don't know why I promised. Perhaps it was because the family had always been so close to my heart. But I did. I helped him bury his wife in the family graveyard. I was afraid to return to my regular practice after that, so I just lived on here and tried to protect them all from the rest of the world. I kept Phillips drugged as much as possible. When you and Mr. Cranston came, my only thought was to get you away as quickly as possible before you learned the truth. Yes, but Lamont, it was Phillips who called and asked you to come here. That was part of a very clever plan, Margot. Phillips was becoming more and more afraid of Dr. Sharp, afraid that he would someday tell the truth. So he decided to kill the rest of his family and plant the evidence to make it look as though Dr. Sharp was the murderer. That's why he called me, so that I would come here and be a witness to condemn Dr. Sharp. Then you mean that that whole telephone call was staged? Right. And that gave me my first clue, incidentally. When I tried to call into the village last night, I found the telephone pulled out from the wall. With the others of the family living just in the upper rooms, no one could have done it but Phillips or you, Dr. Sharp. And you'd offer just before that to let me use the phone. Yes, Mr. Cranston. I'm afraid Phillips was far madder than any of the people that he tried to save from madness. He was the maddest of all. Of all his pitiful, tragic, lost family. Millions of people are still buying bonds through the payroll savings plan. The payroll savings plan is being continued by your government at the request of both labor and management. Here is the easy way to save, to provide that substantial nest egg for the future and to make money at the same time. For U.S. savings bonds, pay $4 at maturity 10 years from now for every $3 invested today. Enroll on the payroll savings plan and start saving so that you can own your own home or provide a college education for your children or have the means to go into business someday. 
And if you don't work in a plant where the payroll savings plan is in effect, make it a weekly habit to visit your bank or post office. You can always buy U.S. savings bonds at either place. Buy them and hold them for your own future. And now, the shadow again. The Shadow Program is based on a story copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, The Shadow will demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The Shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, Mutual Don Lee will bring you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. Remember, friends, the payroll savings plan is the easy way to save because the amount of money you authorize from your pay envelope is applied directly to the purchase of your bonds. If you are not now enrolled in the payroll savings plan at your company, enroll now. Plan for your own future security. Buy and hold U.S. savings bonds through the payroll savings plan. This program was transcribed from Mutual. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of The Shadow. Please check out our website, www.astoundingoutpost.com, where you will find short stories published each weekday, uh, themed each month in the pulp variety. Uh, also, we have Friday Night Freak Show, where we show different B-movies every Friday. And also, please check out The Astounding Store. <laughs>